We are back to religious horror this week on the podcast. Um, it's kind of cool because even the video games we're playing, the ones that are kind of being added in because we need to play it are religious. So we should be here for a little while. Um, before we get into what's new, a couple of big announcements. First, Justin's God of War review is live. Oh, yeah. Where I was can the people that. find it? Uh, yeah, you can go to foreverclassicgames.com and it, it'll it be there. Uh, by the time you hear this, my Persona 5 Royal uh, review, Switch review. Will also you were doing well. that? I didn't know you were doing that, too. Oh, yeah. And then I also reviewed uh, The Chant, which will be out today. And then I also reviewed the Resident Evil DLC, which came out last Friday. <laughs> that was a really good. I I loved reading that actually. That I did so, not read God of War because I was afraid of spoilers. No, and I'm still no, not you're sure. Good. No, yeah, I like. But I sc- I scrolled through a lot of the screenshots you took that were in there, and I I have I've been sitting on this one screenshot, and I am just waiting for like someone to get there someone to get there and then i'm just gonna be like boom here here is this i can show you this because it is like the best hero shot i've like screenshot i've ever taken it's, i love it awesome <laughs> I, I i like i said I, i'm of two minds like there's a lot of games coming out like not only for the podcast but there's pokemon and then callisto protocol so like i do want to play god of war god of war 2018 was amazing but at the same time you had such a great experience playing it on next gen and I'm still oh, yeah. running my PS4, and, I, and even if it's a PS4 Pro, I know it's going to get pushed. And like, there's a part of me that wants to like wait. And so I, I, I haven't decided yet, but I think I'm going to. Yeah, like there will be spoilers that like get spoiled for you. Yeah, you absolutely. Year. It's it's just going to happen. Mm-hmm. But I think you'll be okay. Like, it's nothing. It's hard to talk about. It's man. The only if games I have, writer that I read mm. is you, and the stuff that Marcus and Alex cover are usually like like more like indie stuff. So you're the yeah. only like AAA games writer that I I read reviews of. So like, and you you're always thoughtful about it. So I'm not really that worried about it. You be right. Some stuff. Yeah, spoiled, I I but. don't like I. It's because I do I hate spoiling stuff. Like, and it, like, hurts me to my core. Unless somebody wants to know, ask me and I'll tell you, but I'm not going to, like, put it out there for, like, everything. Yeah, we, we go to very hard lengths on this podcast, and that's why we ended up just saying everything's spoiled. Like, yeah. If you're listening, it's going to be a spoiler. That way we don't feel bad about it. Or we'll do it, a special, like, section divide. Exactly, exactly. And, yeah, so obviously, like, my review is gen- generally spoiler-free. The further you get on, it's, like... Kind of goes into like yeah. some gameplay spoilers, but it's clearly marked. So you gave it a perfect. I did, dude. That game, it's amazing. I have put easily an extra fifteen hours into that game since I put it since I reviewed it. And yeah, because that was something you and I were discussing, right? Somehow that game keeps getting bigger. Like it is insane. Like the post game stuff is just like mwah, amazing. And that was what we discussed, because when we played Elden Ring this year, you yes. really, really liked that. But it's been a while, and I'm, like I know like recency bias, right, is something that a lot of people talk about in a lot of different fields. So I was asking you, like, like how do you know like when you, you mean, you're a writer now, so when you inevitably rank the, your favorite games that came out this year, do you have to go do a full replay of Elden Ring in order to, like, compare it to, like, Ragnarok? like no i i wouldn't like so so we kind of talked about this a little bit how you yeah oh yeah so uh i keep there are certain games i play if i enjoy them a lot like like elden ring for example i will keep them on my console Mm -hmm. i will keep them there year round i will go to great lengths not to delete them and that way if i play something that i think is better i will go back and play the opening couple of hours uh, I, I believe with Elden Ring, I played like the opening five hours, which kind of gets you pretty far into that game if you know what you're doing. And yeah, I, I would still, I would still rank Elden Ring, not by much, but it's, it's there is a game in between. <laughs> yeah. 
well, yeah, I am excited. I, I, and, I, I did go we back. Were talking and about, yeah, and we were talking about maybe even this year doing like a a best of 2022 episode. We think we did yes. that in the past. We haven't done it for a while, but yeah, with all the games you're playing, it'd be very cool to hear. God, yeah, I'm I'm excited to. Well, I was gonna say not play a game next week, but. <laughs> We're about to do three well, in a row. So. Yeah, well, Pokemon comes out here in two weeks. Yeah, I'll play that in two weeks. Yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited. One other bit of show news I want to cover with you mm-hmm. is The Last of Us TV show. We have a start date for it. Uh, January 15th. Yes. Is the first episode. And I know we had talked about maybe, like, covering it. Okay. And I mentioned how that one podcast into book review kills. Um, they covered like House of the Dragon and Lord of the Rings thing. Okay. It basically they they went on no notes and talked for half an hour. Like it wasn't like breaking down like the director like, like we do for the movies and the games. Like there was no background like that. It was just their thoughts and feelings per episode, with no okay. scoring, just a discussion. I didn't know if maybe you wanted to do that. Um, could we talk about doing that for The Last of Us? Yeah. If you wanted to do that, since The Last of Us does kind of have a, like it or not, <laughs> has a special spot on our podcasts. Uh, oh, yeah. I I mean, I, I fucking love God of War. God of War. Yeah, that team. But uh, Last of Us. I see. I don't, um, maybe. But I also don't want to spoil anybody because if the show is going to be anything like the game, there's a lot of things that can be spoiled for people very easily well that's why i was wondering if we did like a twitch thing like hop on set a half an hour timer episode ends we get on we sit for half an hour and discuss it and get off that way there's no editing in our parts and but it's content and i I didn't know if we could even do that on like patreon yeah yeah we we can do that on like patreon and we can even do it on twitch uh ask me again in january (laughs) Okay, well, I, I wanted to yeah. put it on your on your your mind now, okay. So you think about it that way. You know your workloads, like because like I said, I, I don't want to add to either of our workloads. Um, but at the same time, I think it'd be fun, and I think it's the kind of thing we should cover. Yeah, since, we like, we should do something with it. I agree. Like one of the most explosive episodes ever was you in the first Last of Us, and then the <laughs> other one was when I upset rachel in the second last of us <laughs> so yeah i i think it's earned a, a spot i know I, I agree i agree as long as we don't drown ourselves because that is always key yeah as you probably <laughs> found out this last month oh yeah it's been wild <laughs> so it's been a week since we record yes. i know you played a lot of games i'm not sure what you can talk about so why don't you tell us what's been new with you yeah actually so as of right now talk about everything uh, so yeah, I played a ass load of God of War. Uh, <laughs> I put in the span of three days. This is including like working for ten hours. One of those days, my day job. I put twenty no, yes, twenty six hours. So like between Friday and Sunday, I put twenty six hours into it, and then since Monday, I've put like another fifteen into it. Uh, and then, yeah, I've also been playing uh, The Chant, which is this, like, really interesting culty... That was a secret game. Oh, sorry. Yeah. You mentioned in Discord, right? Yes, that I was like, oh, I can't really talk about it. Yeah, just because yeah. Like, it came out as a record, as we're recording this game today. And we're not, we weren't supposed to say anything before today. Um, but yeah, it was... It's okay. It's fun. It's super janky. I think a lot of people will be turned off by it, but if you like those kind of games, will like this. It's, it's like a very culty... Like, it would fit very well with the show this season, but I don't think I would make you play because I don't think you would enjoy it. Um, and, yeah, I've been playing Persona 5 Royal on the Switch. And I think that's it because, yeah, I had, I had already beaten the Village DLC when we recorded last. Yes, yeah. I did because I already had written everything about it. Yes. I was asking you questions about it. Yeah, so I think that's all I've really played this week, but it was... Is it all blurred into one, Justin? I Is everything like, now Ragnarok? <laughs> it's what like I, I was telling talking to Michelle and I was like, I don't remember the last time I played this. I feel like I'm a teenager again. Because <sighs> I would I got home from work on Friday and I just like 
and up into like office room. Kiss your kids and disappeared. I kissed my kids and disappeared <laughs> until bedtime. Until they went to bed, I would come down, say good night, help like get them to bed, and then I would just fucking go right back up there until I had to go to bed. It was, it was disgusting, but it was it was amazing. I wouldn't. It was it was a lot of fun. It was very stressful because I wasn't sure if I was going to get it done in time. You did. It. What about you? Because that is literally all I did. I did nothing else. But uh, yeah. so for TV, I have had two things. Okay. Uh, been watching the new season of Hell's Kitchen. Oh, how's that going? How's uh, Mr. Ramsey? Fantastic. Uh, I, I I just like him. I like that show. I I mean I'm, I don't know. It's it's just good, like soothing, as crazy as that sounds. TV, like I, no, I, I like get Gordon that. Ramsay. Yeah. And then Dragula Titans episode two came out this week. Um, the biggest thing about Titans is like normally there's like a very clear divide between like the bottom and the top yeah. when a season starts. Are you watching? I don't want to spoil anything. Uh, I watched the first season or the first episode with Michelle, but I don't. I don't even know if she's watched the second episode yet. Okay, so but what else? So what I'll just say is that everyone looks so good. Like everyone is very good. Like there is no clear line. So when it comes to like eliminations or who they like and who they don't like, I am always like it. It has just been surprising because a lot of them look very. Like they're very good. They haven't done like a greatest of yet, right? So yeah. it's been cool. Movies. I went and did a double feature with Devin uh, this past Saturday. We went and saw Creature from the Black Lagoon, like the original one. And the old Claude Rains version of Phantom of the Opera. Oh, nice. Yeah, that was cool. Um, we watched Dogma. We got it from the library after being on a wait list for a long time. I finally got to watch it. I fucking love Dogma. Yeah, it was, it was, and it was just as good. I remember as a kid, if not funnier now that I'm older, uh, we went and saw Trick or Treat in the theaters on Halloween, which I love that movie. It's one of our lost episodes, I know, but. You know what? So I remember when we were doing that review, I I was not a fan, but yeah. it's one of those movies that the more I think about it, the further away I am from it, the more I enjoy it. Yeah, the the one in that that like this that are talking about like, which of the segments like scares us the most, and for me, it's the one with the kids trying to scare the girl. Yes, like that segment scares the fuck out of me. Even like all these years <laughs> later, it, it still does. Uh, and then obviously Carrie. Um, I started Silent Hill Downpour. That review is coming next week. Um, How far are you? are you any further than what we talked about? Okay. Oh boy, you might want to. Uh... I I have intentions of tonight, tomorrow, Saturday, uh, and then <laughs> books. Um, I finished three. I finished Order of the Phoenix. Um. It's crazy that after all these years and all after all these read-throughs, like Sirius's death hits me every time. Every time I go back really? and read that book. Mm. Just the way like Harry watches him slip behind the veil and stuff. There's just something that like... And I, obviously in my head, I, I see the movie with Gary Oldman, yeah. you know? And I, I think that's part of it too. Uh, I finished The Hostile Hospital... Um, it was the one where I, this is the first book I realized that like series of Forge events stopped kind of being four kids and went more young adult with like how high the stakes are in it. And then I finished the book, The Fisherman by John Langan. Uh, I wrote about it in our discord, without spoilers, but basically it's a book about these two widows who turned to fishing, to try to help them get over like the pain of losing their wives and their families and stuff. And they come across this tale of this mysterious creek. Interesting. And it went a little bit Lovecraftian, which I wasn't prepared for. Okay, um, all right. But it's like a 250-page book. It's a quick read. But it, it just did things I was not prepared for. It was interesting. Um, and then currently, about halfway through Half-Blood Prince, and... I'm about a quarter of the way through the book called Empire of the Vampire by Jay Kristoff. Uh, I have been hunting for a vampire book that 
like made me did you read Cirque du Freak remember with that blog post and the author like no uh, it no way, way uh, Daniel when? Deshawn or whatever Darren Shan yeah good Darren job Shan, you yeah. yeah all right da- yeah because Deshawn is he's an actor oh <laughs> yes yes but I yes that is who I was thinking um his book was just such a very different kind of take on vampires and that's what this one is too and the narrative is really cool so basically your main character has been captured by the vampires and before they put him to death they want him to tell them the story like tell them his story so it's like him telling the story to the vampire and he's like hopping around in the narrative to piss off the vampire so he starts telling the beginning of the story then he jumps like towards the end of the story and the vampire is like no get back to the beginning so it's just i've never read a book like this and it reads super fast uh if it continues on like this it's up it's going to be a five-star book i think it's Mm. it's been a lot of fun to read and then the only other thing is i finished the dbz manga oh how was that uh fun i i actually so I liked the booze saga in the show. It was just long, right? In the books, it's a lot faster. So I liked it a lot more Interesting. In, okay. in the books. Um, but I also think Cell was a lot better in the books than the show. I know people like the Cell games are a lot of people's favorite. Um, I liked it in the books a lot too, but I like Gohan. So, But it, it was great. I'm... Going to do the original Dragon Ball manga next. Yeah. And then I'll probably do Super after that. But I I get like two of those a week from the library. I don't like slam through it or anything. Yeah, yeah. But I'm on book eight of Chainsaw Man because of you. Are you? Oh, fuck. No, yet, no, I have I have them all on my I have them all on my phone. For, somehow I got them on my phone. I'm not sure how. <laughs> I just I have not even looked at I have not even looked at them since like I think I'm like halfway through book two and I just like okay oh I have to do all this game stuff it's really good like it's definitely the most like weeby yeah when I say that do you know what I mean yes like what I'm reading because like berserk is just dark dragon ball is dragon ball and this is definitely like it's it's good it's and it's got some weight and it's not afraid to do some like really dark shit but at other points like there's a whole book about him trying to touch chest so <laughs> I'm, I'm excited <laughs> I, I need someone i i, I don't want to go online and spoil it for myself but i'm waiting to find out where the show goes to within the books so i want to read before i watch if that makes sense yeah absolutely I mean, I think they'll make more than one season. Maybe. I, I, think, I think so, too. That, that, that's what I'm trying to figure out where they're going to stop. So I just don't know yet. Yeah. Well, that's it. Are you ready to uh, <sighs> go to high school? Yeah. Yeah, apparently. All right. <laughs> With that, we're going to play some music and get into our review of Carrie. Justin Carey is a 1976 American supernatural horror film directed by Brian De Palma from a screenplay by Lawrence Cohen that was adapted for the 1974 Stephen King novel of the same name. Fun fact, most people probably know this, it's King's first novel. De Palma is best known for his films Dressed to Kill, Scarface, The Untouchables, and for Rachel, Mission Impossible. Really? Uh Uh-huh. It? 1996 one, yep. Wow, okay. Uh, Cohen would work on the 2013 remake script, that's the Chloe Moretz one, uh, but he really couldn't quit Stephen King because he wrote the TV series It and Tommyknockers. So, like the... Like, uh, Tim Curry one. Okay, interesting. Because I know they have that like uh, dairy one. Yeah, it's the 1990s. Also, so. something 
quickly before we yeah. move too far away, we should have talked about the Friday the Thirteenth series that's coming out. That is news to me. Yeah, it's like it's like Crystal Lake is what it's called. I think it's on Hulu or something. I, I had no idea. I yeah. did not know that was coming. Yeah, really, it, when's it coming out? Um. Sorry to put you on the spot. I can look it up. No, too. I did not even know. Okay, uh, who put it out? Uh, yeah. Friday. Thirteenth. It is Friday the Thirteenth prequel series. Crystal Lake ordered from Brian Fuller. Well, we'll talk about him in here in a little bit. In eight twenty four. Oh yeah, a eight twenty four is developing a Friday Thirteenth prequel series called Crystal Lake. Uh, twenty twenty three. Yeah. Next, next, next year. Yeah, Interesting. I, so, as a prequel series, that means no Jason, because separate people own the name and separate people own the character. That franchise is a mess. Yeah, messy, messy. messy. Uh, you know what? If both those people got together and fucking settled their goddamn feud, they could be swimming in money. <laughs> Hey, even people said that Marvel wouldn't be able to do it when they sold all their stuff piecemeal, but Disney is the great uniter with their money. Uh, And then obviously we've talked so much about Stephen King on this podcast, I wasn't going to dive into him anymore. Yeah. The film stars to see Spacek as the titular Carrie White and two of the stars I wanted to point out were other actors were PJ Souls and John Travolta. Spacek would win her Academy Award for her role as Loretta Lynn in The Coal Miner's Daughter. She also had roles in Tuck Everlasting, Four Christmases, The Help, and she, replay- and she portrayed Roos Deaver on the Hulu series Castle Rock. I watched the first season of that, and that was like... I, I never watched it. it. I, I, heard, I heard interesting things, not good things, but like, oh, it, it could be good. And yeah. Thing, but... That's very similar to what I heard. Um, PJ Souls, uh, fans of the Halloween series, probably recognize her. She was Linda. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The girl with the baseball cap, she's the one who's uh, up in the bed. That Bob? Yeah, Bob gets it. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And then John Travolta. I mean, Danny Zuko from Greece. Yeah. You can pick many. Getting, you can about him in the Discord. Getting some fellatio, you know, you know how it is. <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> uh, the film was highly praised, with Spacek being nominated for Best Actress and Piper Laurie, who plays Carrie's mom in this movie, um, being nominated for Best Supporting Actress at the 49th Academy Awards. The prom sequence is one of the most referenced scenes in all of horror, and has become a pop culture staple. Film was shot on a budget of $1.8 million and would gross over $33.8 million at the box office. There are four films in what Wikipedia calls the Carrie franchise. A sequel, The Rage Carrie 2. A remake in 2002 from screenwriter Brian Fuller. And a remake starring Chloe Grace Moretz that came out in 2013. I have not seen Carrie 2, but I know I've I seen the other two. Oh, was it bad? Um, well, when I saw it as a kid, it scared me, but everything scares you as a kid. Uh, basically, it's Carrie's like stepsister or half-sister, and she has her psychotic break when she finds out her friend... Um, be like a little bit of warning here, was like sexually assaulted by a group of boys at a party. Yeah. Because if I remember correctly, the big, like, because it follows very similar beats to this book and movie, that happens at, like, a house party. She yeah. loses her shit at a house party. I think that's the one I'm thinking of. I remember the 2013 Maybe. one wasn't good. This would be one, if people are struggling to think of a crappy religious horror movie for us to watch, I think The Rage Carry 2 is, like, well, any of these carries. Yeah. I, I've heard about very good things about it. Uh, but Justin, if you are ready, I have a stopwatch pulled up. And whew, it's been a while, but I think I got it. Yeah, if you're sure, I'll give you a count and you can get going. Okay. All right. So three. 
three, two, one, go. So don't let it be said that only boys are mean to other boys in high school. Girls can be just as bad. Uh, poor Carrie has her first period, and she has been brought up in a very backwards religious home, and so she doesn't know what's going on. And so her classmates throw tampons at her. The coach slash gym teacher is not a fan of that, so she punishes all the girls, which leads to one of the girls saying, I'm not going to do this, and she gets banned from going to prom. One of the other girls feels bad and convinces her boyfriend, who is like the head hunk, but he's also got a heart of gold, to take Carrie to prom. Meanwhile, her friend is planning with John Travolta to do something awful and pour blood all over Carrie after they force her to win prom queen. Jump the prom. Carrie and Tommy are having a really, really good time. They win prom king and queen. She goes up on stage and they pour pig's blood on her. Carrie loses her shit and kills everybody. The coach, the kids, the friends. Tommy was already dead, so he didn't kill her. Carrie goes home. Carrie's mom has spurned her for being a whore and devil's sin. Stabs her in the back. Carrie then shoves a bus of knife into her, puts her into a crucifix position. Is super sad. Tears down the house. The end. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> Only thing I miss is the hand popping out of the ground at the end, which... Let's just pretend that didn't happen. Sorry, I keep having my microphone keeps... I have these screws in my microphone, and they keep yeah. coming undone. You're good, you're good. And it keeps tilting my microphone up, so... Sorry. It's gonna be a lot of weird okay. noise. It's gonna be a lot of weird noises in this episode. So, <laughs> Sorry. so let's talk plot. Yes. Um, I I I just want to say, yes, sir. Very slow. So, have you read Carrie? No, I have not. Have you seen the book Carrie? Oh, it's small. Oh, okay. A lot of King's books are, as I was asking, a lot of King's books are like tomes, right? Carrie's small. Okay, um, interesting. I want to say it's like, it's on the bookshelf, but like, I want to say it's 200 pages, less than 300 pages for sure. Oh, wow. Okay. So it's, so like, it's small. And yeah. so this movie, I think, does a good job of like moving the pace. But the problem with the plot for me especially because it's been a long time since I've seen this movie, is that it's very... I'm not sure if the book does it too, but the movie feels very soapy. It feels very soap opera performance to me. And we'll get to this in the, the, the audio and stuff where you talk about performances, but when that happens, what Justin was... What you were talking about, how it gets slow, is just prevalent then at that point. Yes. Like, don't get me wrong, I I guess everybody can enjoy a scene with uh, John Travolta getting some fellatio there, but... Uh, getting top, yeah. Yeah, but it's just, I, I don't know, there's a lot of, like, and it could just be it, like, for the lack of a better word, padding it out a little bit, but a, a lot of it felt like we didn't really need to see it. Like, there's the scene, specifically, I'm thinking, where they're driving down the road, John Travolta and the bad girl. Horrible with names. And, it's fine. But yeah. I, I, for, um, I, I forgot them all too. <laughs> but Carrie like, is their killer and Tommy is the boyfriend who tried. Exactly. The other two, John Travolta, who's always... Yeah, John Travolta Danny Zuko. <laughs> yeah. Danny Zuko and his girlfriend. <laughs> uh, Olivia Newton-John. <laughs> <laughs> they're, so they're driving down the road and they hit their... Like, all these cars are passing them, and it's like, okay, the first car is, like, his buddies. Mm-hmm. Or no, the first, yeah, the first car is, like, his buddies who throw him a beer. And the second car is, like, these girls who, like, check him out. And then the third car is the cop. And then it's just, like, boils down to them, like, uh, John Travolta and the girlfriend kind of getting in a fight, but not really. Well, he's a piece of shit. Oh, he is a piece of shit, but, like, they're both equal pieces of shit. I don't know. He's a he's a big piece of shit. Like slapping her around and like yeah yeah that's that's it's true. He does slap he's her a around big and piece he of does shit. he does do the pig stuff. So yeah, yeah he's he's definitely worse. Yes, you're right. Yeah. But so it's them just like bickering back and forth and yeah, and that's in the book. That like, that is in the book. See, that's insane because like and then you turn around from that scene, which I didn't, I could have done without like at least like cut that scene in half, kind of thing. Like we don't yeah. need to stick with it so long. And then there's like a, a two minute scene of uh, Tommy and his girlfriend, just like sitting around. And then after like th- 
three minutes of nothing, he just goes, okay, I'll do it. And then that's the end of the scene. Yeah, and so it's been a while since I read Carrie, but I remember when I was reading it, like, there's a lot of focus on Carrie White, yeah. which there should be, right? Is her discovering that she's a telekinetic and that she has all these, like, she has these, like, latent powers that are kind of tied to her emotions. And in this one, I feel like we're going to get to it, even though I really like the performance from Sissy Space. It's probably one of my favorite things about the whole movie. Like, I feel like we don't get enough Carrie. We get all these other characters. And whenever Carrie is on screen or Piper Lowry is on screen, Carrie's mom, like, they just steal oh, every, absolutely. everything. And yes. all I want is more of them. And the thing is, is in the book, we get a lot of that. And I feel like in the movie, we get a little bit at the beginning. We get a couple scenes sprinkled in the middle. And then we get the big climactic ending. But, like, there's all, like you said, there's all this padding is the wrong word but yeah well narr- yeah. narrative like, yeah in there that like give me more carrie and carrie's mom like that's there's that's uh, the there's stuff. better interesting more interesting things that i wanted to be seeing rather than what i was being shown yes and then kind of the wrap up plot i think too there's something we kind of were texting about and like and everything but the movie starts off setting the tone for how Carrie is treated, right? Yes. And it definitely makes it clear that, like, Carrie is not just, like, had one bad day. Like, these people were fucking nasty. Oh, to yeah, her they're horrible to her. Yes. I don't know if it's because the prom scene and the massacre that happens is so iconic. Like, I think even someone who is not a horror fan, who has read no King book ever can see the bloody prom queen and know it's reference to Carrie. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And so part of me wonders if like, since we are so ingrained in like waiting for that moment, if that makes everything that precedes it feel slower because we're waiting for that scene. Like we know that's where the movie is heading towards. Like I typically remember that when it came to, um, the Chloe Moretz one, which was that's a, all I was a, waiting for. It's a bad movie. Yeah, I was waiting for that, and then it was yeah. like CGI and it was fucking terrible. And we'll get to this here because that, that's not a problem in this movie because that scene is good. But like Carrie losing her shit and going home is like eight minutes of the movie, if yeah. that. Yeah, there's like an hour and twenty and minutes like before that, like, <laughs> if not more. Right? Yeah. Like, it's just a. <clears throat> so I, that's why I agree with you. It's like it felt very soapy. Yeah, like pat- padding out is the wrong word, but I-, I can't think of like I don't I don't know if it's just I like, was struggling to. It's like I call it soapy. It's like soap opera. It's like ad- added. Yeah, there's just there's more interesting things that I want to be knowing about than like like I I agree. I would I would have rather like trade those scenes in for more Carrie and her mom because that f- is like where the interest is. And so that remake, the first one, the the one written by Brian Fuller, that one has scenes in it that I thought were in this one, like where it flashes back to young Carrie growing up with her mom. Like it goes to like where Carrie learns about dirty pillows. Like that's referenced in this movie, right? But in the Brian Fuller one, there's a scene where she's talking to her neighbor who's like sunbathing in a bathing suit and she asks about the dirty pillows or whatever and the mom freaks out. So there's like context to it. Yeah. And I like... And, like, I thought that happened in this. And so I think that's probably it, too. It's, like, there's a Carrie franchise. There's one direct sequel to this movie and everything else is remake. So they kind of – a lot of those scenes bled to me. Yeah. So, so yeah, like, plot's okay. We have definitely review, watched way worse movies. But this one was definitely, like, I was waiting for Prom Man. Yeah. Oh, that, that's kind of how I felt about it. Like, it was just very, like, middling. Because yeah. you're right. We've seen a lot worse. We've also seen – way better yes it was just yeah i don't know i'll give it a five and a half i get a five cinematography is a mixed bag for me (laughs) i agree (laughs) there are scenes that i loved and they all came pretty much in the last eight minutes like (laughs) the prom death massacre yeah that was so fucking cool to watch well, yeah, that's the thing, right? Like, it's from 76, and it still looks awesome. It looks awesome. The the fire hose and the electric stuff, the blood coming, obviously the blood being poured down, the coach getting, like, crushed by that thing. 
And the thing is, is I went and saw Carrie, the Chloe Moretz one in theaters, and it's all CGI. See, I don't and remember that. <laughs> oh, dude, it's 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 terrible because it's like she's like like walking like like robotically, but it's like CGI and shit. It's awful. And <sighs> this one, it's just Carrie White standing there and like losing her shit. And there's something about the sissy but we haven't. We'll get to sissy space. Like, don't worry. But like, and then the fire starts going around her, and like when she crushes the doors, like. That scene and the like, and the fact that they did that almost fifty years ago, Justin. Yeah, is it's it, wild. It's awesome. Yeah, like it's up there with Michael Myers walking through the house as a child, like the one take. Yeah, right. Yeah, it yeah. is amazing. I also really liked the final confrontation with her mom, like when she goes home and like gets the bath, and, like this thinking that her mom's gonna be there to comfort her and like the stab and like the way she like impales her mom like jesus on the cross and shit yeah that like all of that to me is like top tier now i mentioned soap opera in the plot i think that is here too (laughs) oh big time also mixed with like did you get like the cloudy kind of like dreamlike State, like a lot of the scenes were kind of shot through yeah it was like everything was shot through vaseline yeah yes okay cool yeah and yeah. that was weird it's like they like put a fucking filter over everything and it was strange and i didn't understand why like i get at the end like i fucking hate carrie's hand popping up at the end like i get that because we're, we're meant to like think was this a dream like did sue actually yeah, yeah. come and like find carrie still alive um but it, that happens so much in this movie and the other thing, too, and I didn't know if to put this in acting or putting it in cinematography, but I'm going to put it in cinematography. When the coach is punishing the girls for throwing tampons at Carrie, that is the worst punishment I have ever seen. I went to West Point where we used to get punished with PT, right? Yeah. And the coach wasn't even watching them. Doing, yeah, no, she was like face. Yeah, she was facing the camera while everybody was behind her, basically. In a pack? Like, how they weren't even moving their feet and, like, and Chris was like, oh, I'm not doing this. I was like, you aren't doing anything. And not only yeah, that, it's like I, only I, 10 minutes left. Like, what the fuck is happening? Like, I, I just, like, that scene could have been shot so better. And it yeah. wasn't. No, I, I, I mean, I, I agree. I, there's like, see, uh, the other thing for me is, sorry, I gotta move around here. Your <laughs> legs are falling asleep. Yeah. Um, as much as like, I, I do, I think obviously the, and eight minutes, ten minutes, whatever is like the most iconic. I I do think like the that intro is so cool. It's so fucking cool. Oh yeah, no, I agree. the The intro is weird for me because like I think it is also oh, the girls' locker room. Yes, like I think it's also like kind of like kind of iconic, yeah. but also like really weird. Yeah, to think about like. Okay, so here's just like we're going through, and we're just gonna look at like a bunch of naked teenage girls. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> like, what the fuck? So that's how we're starting our journey. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and I think that there it it is. Like, you know, I don't like it, but I'm sure it's meant to be a juxtaposition to like Carrie being so reserved and religious. Yes. And, like, yes, else I agree. It's trying to show that like freedom versus the repression. And I don't know. If I don't this... like it, but I'm sure no, the argument yeah. people would make. <laughs> yes. Um, and the rest of my thoughts, I'm gonna save for audio. Okay, yeah. uh, but no, and that's why I said like the, the Vaseline filter. Yeah, Vaseline is shooting, really weird. Yeah, it's very weird. The punishment sequence could have been done so much better, but my God, those eight minutes—that prom scene, and then when Carrie goes home, even when yeah. Carrie flips the car, yeah, like like that was cool too. Like well, I, it's like the last ten minutes of this movie, minus the last minute. <laughs> yes. Okay. So the last. <laughs> Yes. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a good, in the last ten minutes. There's like a good nine minutes in there. Yeah. I. I, I was. I, this was the score I struggled with the most because like that scene is so good. I did give it a seven, and that is mainly because with the beginning credits, and then the prom massacre is just. There's a lot of problems, and it probably deserves lower. But when you have a scene like that, yeah. That anybody recognizes like you did something right yeah i i gave it a six because i enjoyed 
the last that that good nine minutes at the end and then yeah yep okay audio this you want to do the easy stuff first or the hard stuff first so i i I mean i think we can both agree that carrie and your mom were fantastic amazing absolutely amazing like the best performance we've had in this podcast yes absolutely like the sadness behind yeah the sadness behind carrie's like eyes and like how like she was like she she wanted to trust people but she had just learned to not plus her mom telling her you couldn't yeah and when she realized that it all broke like that fucking that's hard man like you felt her pain and like i no sissy sakes performance and then her mom piper lowry like just being that crazy religious person and i know you haven't seen the 2013 version but julianne moore plays her mom and julianne moore is a great actress she's an amazing actress but man watching this movie and then thinking back to that one those two fucking killed it yeah see and my issue here is with like basically everybody else i'm with you 100 it's it's and i'm not i'm not here to say it's bad but it's just it's very it's soapy yeah it's there's an over the top no, dramatic yes like, there's like but it's also like so over delivery. the top yes and it's there's like nothing to it they're yeah. being over dramatic with these lines that don't really have an impact in particular the coach i like the coach like I can never really understand if she actually felt bad for Carrie, if she felt yeah. bad for allowing it to happen to Carrie, like if she was doing it because she felt guilty for allowing it to happen to Carrie. Yeah. Like, I would never really got that vibe. Like, Sue is also like a very flat character. Like, Tommy did a pretty good job because Tommy's like, I'm just going to do this for my. Like, we we find out quickly that Tommy isn't a douchebag when he was reading that poem and Carrie said that she found it beautiful and the teacher was yes. being an asshole and he called him out for it. So we know that Tommy is like actually a decent person. Yeah. Um, and we so we we think Sue is too, right? Like for trying to make that happen and trying to stop it when she found out what was going on. But I think the other part of it too is like so many other people in this movie aren't complex; they're just evil. Like there is no complexity. Yeah. There's yeah, no yeah. no. It's no it's gray. It's, they're, they're just it's fucking assholes. Yeah, you're either evil or you're fine. Yeah, you're yeah you're, you're evil or you're fine. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Exactly yeah. right. Yeah, yeah, you're exactly right. And yeah i don't know i the other thing too that i really marked down on audio the score feels like it was straight stolen from psycho so my biggest biggest problem uh-huh. in this movie is with the score yeah, it's stolen from psycho it's stolen from psycho and it's just like it's it doesn't it doesn't fit well to me and i don't know if that's just because it fits Again. well to that dreamy kind of yes, they're setting, but, it, but that's not what this is. Yeah, and I I like the stinging music, I guess you could say, when she like yes. you know, stares at stuff hard. But there's like sometimes where we we use it and it doesn't really it fits, but it doesn't like come across very good to me. Like for me when she's like early on in her room it yeah. was like it was very long and loud for no reason it could have been like more subdued because she was just kind of coming into it it could have gotten more more power i just wanted the ice nine kill song to come in one of ice nine kills first albums before like they really started diving into like the horror stick was about yeah. carrie oh interesting yeah, she's checking it out. I forget what it's called. Devin would know if she was here, but yeah, it's. it's I'll good. look it up. Okay. Yeah, um, I just, I, I don't know. The the yeah. score here wasn't. No, <laughs> just no. no I, I, I totally, I, I, I could not agree with you more. So again, this one was hard too because, like, Carrie and Carrie's mom were up there in the best performances we've gotten in the show. Like, they really yeah. carry a particular like, sissy spacek. The pain that she. Like in the opening scene when she's just laying there, like so. I don't know, man. It it's it's hard. We'll get into into how scary I think, but I gave it a six and a half, and all those points go to Carrie and Carrie's mom. I gave it a six, and I agree. 
How scary. The, hmm. This is this was kind of like a weird one. Yeah, I agree. Um, because the like the again, when we are with Carrie and her mom and dealing with that dynamic, that is scary to me, like how it's, much power she has over her daughter and like how, and how you get trapped in that without realizing it and like trying yes. to break free only to have what your mom said was going to happen have happened and then you come home and your mom says fuck you and stabs you in the goddamn yes, back. Exactly. But it, like that stuff to me is like fucking terrifying because that's the religious horror too right and and that is what like that happens yeah it's while i love 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 the prom stuff i don't find it like particularly scary um oh well no that's not true like the look between behind her eyes is actually very frightening ah man this one is just like a very hard one so let me tell you why the reason why the prom stuff scares me and maybe it's because i live in america and you live in canada but it reminds me of like school shootings being trapped and having someone in there taking out their anger you know what i mean yeah and like she she thinks the coach is laughing at her but it's just because she's like had that mental break and the coach wasn't and the coach who from all we could tell was really trying to be good to Carrie. Yeah. Caught in the crossfire. Tommy, who didn't do anything bad, is killed. Like, people who were just there, you know? Like, and so that's why, like, especially this time watching it, that was a big thing that hit me, was, like, the similarities between that and what's what's so awful that happens so much here in America, right? I mean, it's the reason why I don't like going to concerts anymore. Is like yeah. being in a big group of people and not being able to escape, you know? Yeah. Wrong place, wrong time kind of thing. So that... But I don't know if that's like necessarily like scary with this movie. It's just like similar to other things. It gets my mind thinking about other things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, I, I definitely agree that the controlling nature... It's why I picked this for religion. Is because... It is Carrie growing up, being told that she is sinful, that being having to go in the closet, having to pray, having her mom being over the top religious zealot. Like that is where the true horror comes from in here, and I think that is delivered well. The prom scene, I, I told a little bit why why I think it is kind of scary, but even with that, that only encompasses about twenty percent of this movie. Yeah. So there's a lot of this movie that isn't that. Yep. that soap opera <laughs> drama between characters um so yeah i had nothing else really to say before score to you no i gave it a four and a half i gave it a four so we're we were on the same page but yeah it's uh yeah I, the problem like i said I, I didn't i don't think that was a thing back in the 70s i don't think that was the implication it's just watching it now and thinking about what happened so way too often here in america got me yeah that Okay, to review our scores, for plot, I gave it a five and a half, you gave it a five. For cinematography, I gave it a seven, you gave it a six. For audio, I gave it a six and a half, you gave it a six. And for how scary, I gave it a four and a half, you gave it a four. That gives it a here's Johnny final score of a 56. Um, We didn't get any emails, right? No. No, I don't think so, no. I don't think so either. So Carrie then is tied with The Hidden, our crappy horror film from last season, which really wasn't (laughs) crappy, Eddie. Uh, and then two video games, Resident Evil 3 Nemesis and Bio or System Shock 2. Right below it, movie-wise, we have Captive State, Resident Evil Apocalypse, and Underwater. Sorry again, Rachel. And right above it, film-wise, we have a bunch. We have Scream 5, Halloween 2, Event Horizon, Bram Stoker's Dracula, and the Blair Witch sequel. Not Book of Shadows. Right. Right, I forget those are two different <laughs> things, right? Uh, but yeah, any last thoughts on Carrie? No, I hope they don't remake it again, though. Yeah, I think... Read the book. <laughs> <laughs> read the book. Uh, with that, we're going to play a commercial from member podcast of the Kaleidoscope Media Network, and then we'll head on into the closing. Ghosts. Split souls. Monsters sociopathic villains, cold-blooded murders, 
and nightmares becoming reality. Does this sound like horror to you? Actually, these are all things that can be found in the Harry Potter series. It can be scarier than you might think. I'm Katie. And I'm Audrey. And in our podcast, Wizard Studies, we talk about all these parts of the wizarding world and even some more lighthearted stuff. We can be found anywhere you listen to your podcasts and on Instagram and Facebook as Wizard Studies Podcast and Twitter as Wizard Studies. Now back to your regularly scheduled horror talk on Here's Johnny. Patrons, stick around to the end after the credits. We're going to be talking about our trip up to Canada, our favorite things that no, happened up no, there. No, no, you no. You guys did not come up to Canada. The cabin. Oh, yeah. Michigan. Cabin in Michigan. We will be going to Canada. I should probably work on my passport since it took you forever. So I have it in hand. Um, next week, our final Silent Hill review of the old generation. Yes. Uh, downpour. I have started it. Justin obviously already beat it because he allowed me to get it. Um, I'm enjoying it. But I, I haven't like hated any of the new Silent Hill games. I I have said I don't know if I've said it on here or not, but I enjoy Downpour now more than I did when it came out. It was also very broken when it came out, but they thankfully they have fixed a lot of those problems. But if you hear that's my dog. <coughs> that is my dog in the background. We can't edit it out, so everyone say hi to new. Uh, but yeah, that's all I really have. Um, as you noticed in our show notes, I actually now include a bunch of links to things. So you'll have it there. One of, I think actually Emily brought up that we didn't have like links to anything in our show notes. So I went through and actually typed it all up. So it's all there now. <laughs> um, but that's all I got. Uh, I'm excited back to religious horror. I'm excited to yeah. do a bunch of games with you here in a few weeks. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> are you yep. excited to do more game reviewing uh yeah i'm ecstatic <laughs> all right guys thanks for hanging out with us patrons we'll talk to you in a bit and everyone else until next week stay scary the here's johnny podcast is brought to you by larry and justin you can find the show on twitter at here's johnny cast and you can find larry at Beaver LA. You can find Justin at Pickle Thing, and you can email the show at Here's Johnny Podcast at gmail.com. You can look us up on Facebook at Here's Johnny Podcast. As always, in the show notes, you can find links to the Discord and to the website. We are also on Instagram at Here's Johnny underscore podcast. Also, in the show notes, we'll have a link to the Twitch and YouTube channels. And if you would like to support the show, you can head on over to patreon.com slash Here's Johnny Podcast. Every cent goes into the show. And yeah, we just really use it to make the show better. Again, I just want to say thank you very much to our patrons. You guys help make this possible. But yeah, Patreon is the way we support the show. We aren't looking to get rich. And like Justin said, every dollar, every cent, it all goes back in. There's some pretty cool tiers. So head on and look at that. But until next week, see you guys later. Mm-hmm.